0: Welcome to the Chelsea Olson Podcast. I am delighted to welcome you to the community for all things leadership, wellness, and creativity. I believe in a world driven by abundance where businesses, humanity, and our planet thrive. It is time to redefine success and start building the world we dream to live in. It starts with you. And it starts here. Welcome back to part two of the boundaries series. In today's episode, we will be looking at specifically when to set boundaries. And this may be one of the most important parts because there are certain times in the boundary setting process that lends itself to more ease and success than others. And many times people start to set boundaries at the wrong time and find themselves experiencing a lot of difficulty and fear and obstacles. And we can avoid almost all of that if we set boundaries at the right time. Now, this could be really complicated and this can be really hard to understand because people get lost knowing when to set a boundary because we as a culture have convinced ourselves that it's not really a problem until it becomes severe. We get stuck justifying whether or not it's okay to set a boundary because the internal guidance system is completely offset. And that can come from a lot of things, but one thing in particular I've seen is that we as a culture have been conditioned to have extremely high pain tolerances. This pain may be physical, but often it's emotional or mental. We even pride ourselves on having high pain tolerances. I don't think I know many people that brag about having a low pain tolerance, but most people I know would eagerly say, oh my gosh, I have such a high pain tolerance. It's fine. I remember as a kid you know, as a young girl, we would brush each other's hair. And one question people would always ask is, are you tender headed? Meaning, do you hurt easily when people pull your hair? And the reality is, yes, I am. I hate having my hair brushed by other people because most people are pretty rough. But I didn't feel like I could even say that because none of my friends said that. Everyone said, no, I'm not tender headed. Go ahead, do your worst. I'm fine. So from a very young age, we have conditioned ourselves and each other to always quote be fine to tolerate a lot of difficulty and sure there are for sure times in our life when we need that when that's a real skill however when we experience pain especially high levels of pain and especially for long periods of time our nervous system goes into a very high stress response and that takes a lot of time to recover from we feel exhausted We feel drained, we feel weak, we feel tender, we feel vulnerable, we feel exposed, and we have to recover. We need rest, we need nurturing, we need protection to recover from that painful experience, assuming this is a high level of pain or a high level of pain over a long period of time. In a more modern day sense, let's say that you have a spinal compression on the right side of your back and it becomes so bad where it makes it difficult to work. And all day, there's this part of you that's saying, oh, my back, oh, my back, gosh, my back really hurts. But we just keep pushing through to work. And this might get to the point where we say, oh, my gosh, I am in so much pain, I have to get a massage. And by the time you walk in there, you've accumulated so much tension, so much scar tissue, so much binding that the massage therapist might say, you need to come back three or four times. The more pain we tolerate, the more recovery time we need. So, tolerating high levels of pain, again, not just physical, this may also be mental or emotional pain, unnecessarily is quite frankly very stupid. <laughs> okay. It's a huge waste of our time and of our energy. And it is a huge sacrifice to our well being that doesn't feed anything except the ego. So, when we take this principle and this cultural conditioning and apply it to when do i set boundaries it's really important to call that cultural conditioning out because people often get lost knowing when to set the boundary because they have a high pain tolerance they have a high they have a high tolerance for being uncomfortable for being frustrated for not saying anything when they want to we have a pretty high tolerance for that And that's not okay, and it's time to change that. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it. There are two main points of today's episode. Two main points in which I want you to really reflect on after this episode to cultivate your internal guidance system of when you need to set a boundary. The first, you may not like it, but where there's reactivity, a boundary needs to be set. So if you find yourself reacting, again, this could be physical reaction, mental reaction, emotional reaction, or reacting in your relationships. You need to set a boundary. And reacting doesn't always mean explosive. It doesn't even mean always an external action. Sometimes reaction means shutting down, giving someone the silent treatment maybe even automatically apologizing. A mental reaction would be going into this seemingly uncontrollable spiral of negative self-talk. Emotional reactions would be immediate anger, immediate frustration, sadness, self-doubt, self-harm. And it just happens immediately. And I think one... Key adjective to really describe a reaction or reactivity is it's seemingly uncontrollable. So where there's reactivity, a boundary needs to be set. Again, there's more information on this in the very first episode of the entire podcast series. But it's important to remember that our system, which includes our body, mind, breath, heart, spirit, etc., it sounds the alarms when our boundaries are being approached and when they're being crossed. And the level in which that boundary is being approached or crossed mirrors the level in which the alarms are being sounded. So if we are in full-blown explosive reactivity, that means our boundary has already been crossed. So let's talk about what do those alarms look like for me? So to do this exercise, It might be really helpful actually to have a pen and paper nearby or to take some notes. But you can also do this without that. And I recommend also asking yourself, you know, what, where is a time in my life in which I often don't set a boundary? And I recommend something that's not too stressful, not too triggering so that we can do this exercise successfully. So I'll give you an example. This is an old one for me because now I've learned how to set boundaries, but it was when I would try to leave and somebody would keep talking. I knew that triggered my alarms. So what would happen when I say, all right, well, I think I'm going to get going now. And somebody would start talking. I would start to feel frustrated. My jaw would clench. My chest, my heart would tighten. My face would look very stoic. I might clench my hands. Basically, I was clenching and tensing and going essentially numb. The thought process sounded something like, oh my gosh, they're not listening to me. This is so frustrating. How selfish, how disrespectful of them. And going back to the last episode where we talked about we often don't feel respected, don't feel seen, we don't feel heard. My breath would get more shallow. My face would get hot. So ask yourself, when I'm in a situation where I feel like oftentimes my boundaries are not honored or I don't really feel comfortable setting them, What are my alarms? And some of the symptoms that I shared might resonate with you because again, they're all just stress responses. But it's important to know what does that look like for you specifically? Because the very first time I say, okay, I'm going to get going now. And they start talking. I think, oh gosh, here we go. And if I say that two more times or it's 15, 20 minutes later, those alarms are way louder where I almost want to run out the door and just say, oh my gosh, so frustrated. So we can watch the intensity. So we can observe when those alarms start to sound, when they start to signal. And we can observe their level of intensity. And ideally, we set the boundary as early as possible. So I'll give you a couple examples. Okay. All right. Thanks for having me. It's time for me to go. And they start talking and I might respond briefly and then say, I've had such a great time here, but I really have to go. I have something right after this. And then I just pick up my bag and I walk out the door. Those alarms sounded. I felt mildly frustrated but it didn't really get that severe. There was no recovery time needed for me. And I was able to set the boundary kindly, clearly, and effectively. So the other example, the other option is I wait until it becomes severe. I start off with saying, all right, thanks so much for having me. Time to go. They keep talking. 20 minutes goes by. 25 minutes goes by. I am not listening to a single thing they're saying. I'm just clenching my jaw. I'm putting on a fake smile and inside I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am annoyed. I am angry. I am frustrated. I'm watching the time going by and thinking I'm going to be so late to this thing. They are wasting my time. And I have literally, this is not just some contrived story. Right? I have literally in those moments exploded and said, I have to go now and stormed out the door. So which is kinder? Which is more effective? When I just briefly interrupt somebody in the beginning and say, I have to go. Thank you so much again for having me. This was lovely. Or waiting until it becomes severe and exploding, reacting. And I walk out of that house and I blame them and I get frustrated and I'm angry and I don't ever want to spend time with them again. Which is more effective and which is more damaging? Obviously the one that is more effective is the boundary that is set the soonest because A, we're not being pushed so far. And because of that, we can set the boundary more effectively. So this part in summary, if you find yourself in a reactive state, you need to set a boundary. And you need to set that boundary as soon as your alarm systems start to fire. This makes it so that the boundaries are not only kind to you, but the receiver as well. Part two, second pillar. And this may be mildly controversial to some people, but I believe in this fully. I'm going to give a little bit of background info before I give you the real gold nugget here, because we're talking about how to be in connection harmoniously, how to live a life peacefully and in an empowered way. And when it comes to that, there seems to be a big dialogue around tolerance, being tolerant of others. But let's talk about what tolerance actually looks like. Tolerance is clenching your jaw, holding your fists, rolling your eyes. It's internalizing your own disapproval of something, but not saying anything about someone else's behavior. So tolerance does not promote peace. It promotes internal oppression. It promotes enabling behavior that you don't approve of, that you don't think is okay. It promotes letting someone treat you in a way that you don't want to be treated. So, tolerance is outdated. The path to harmony, the path to creating a life and business you desire, is not through tolerance, but through acceptance. Now, this is tricky because we are entirely unique. And we've shifted into an era of humanity in which we have migrated away from communal living and into what's called the nuclear family, meaning every family unit has their own house, has their own language, has their own dialect, has their own diet. Every family has its own culture. So how on earth can we expect all of us to agree on everything to the point where we always get along? It's completely unrealistic but we don't have to agree to find acceptance. The way that we find acceptance with people whose behavior we might find completely inappropriate, whose choices we may find completely unacceptable. The way we find acceptance is we set boundaries. So the golden nugget here, the one takeaway, is wherever you're tolerating, set a boundary. I'm going to give you a personal example so you can see what this looks like in action. I have a friend who I love dearly. He has a heart of gold. He's so loving. He has impacted my life in so many beautiful ways, but he is a terrible listener. Now, I've had conversations with him. I've sat down and said, I need you to be a better listener. I need you to respond to the things I say, and when I say, when I need to leave, to not start up another conversation. I need you to listen more and sometimes talk less. I had those hard conversations with him. And while I saw some improvement, honestly, the progress was too slow, and I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard, and I didn't feel respected the way that I need in a relationship. I can't control him. I don't want to control him. I want him to be free in his autonomy. But I don't like the way he was treating me, and I don't approve of his behavior. I don't really want to be in intimate relationship with that dynamic. So the only way I could accept him in his poor listening skills was by limiting how much time I spent with him. A boundary. My alarms would maybe start to sound but I only spent an hour or less with him at a time. I wouldn't allow our time together to exceed an hour because at about an hour, hour and a half, two hours, those alarms sounding saying, I don't like this, would get too loud. And I would leave the time we spent together being frustrated and I was, quote, tolerating. So boundaries are the key to acceptance. Where in your life are you tolerating? and this is where you need to set a boundary. Now to go a bit deeper, it's important to recognize that we may be tolerating behaviors of other people, and we may be tolerating thoughts and behaviors of our own. So yes, we need to set boundaries with other people. We also need to set boundaries with ourselves. So the two questions to give you major clarity on when to set a boundary and summary of this entire episode. It's number one, where in my life am I being reactive? And how can I set that boundary sooner so my alarm system doesn't go off full force? And number two, where in my life am I tolerating? Once you identify these things, then you can set the boundary when you're not emotionally charged and the attention that accumulates from reactivity and tolerance simply disappears. Tension resolves and the heart opens and connection thrives. I want to hear from you. If you find this episode helpful, please rate the podcast and comment or find us on social media at Instagram and LinkedIn. And let me know where in your life are you being reactive or Where in your life are you tolerating? And the reason why I choose these questions for our community conversation is to A, inspire others to be courageous about self-reflection, but also to potentially learn and explore patterns that exist within all of us. So as always, may you walk with grace and courage, and we'll see you next time.